Welcome to another podcast from the School of Economics and Finance at Queen Mary University. My name is Ashley Arnold, and as part of our new series focusing on mental health and mental health economics, I chat with academic experts in the field. My guest this episode is Scott Cunningham, Professor of Economics at Baylor University in Waco, Texas. Among his areas of interest are mental health, sex work, abortion, and drug policy. Uh, my name is Scott Cunningham. I'm a professor of economics at uh, Baylor University in Waco, Texas. Uh, I guess you'd say I, I uh, uh, am a bit of a health economist. Uh, there's topics I've written on that that probably fit that. And then uh, for the last three years, been studying, sort of transitioned my research into the economics of mental illness. And Francesca uh, reached out and we've been collaborating uh, on design and uh, some of her curriculum, as well as kind of working out our own thoughts about what economists can maybe offer to this very rich and old field. And, and, and so how did you get to where you are today? Could you tell our listeners a bit about how you found yourself in this particular area of your, your research and how you've moved into mental health in particular? I came to economics with just sort of an interest in human behavior. Uh, there's a, a tradition in economics that, is, that really focuses on the rationality of human, of individual decision-making and um, and so the, I think Francesca's probably been very interested in that too, from the way we talk, uh, that there's a very long, old, several decades work by a man named Gary Becker, uh, who won the Nobel Prize at the University of Chicago. And his kind of lasting influence has been to sort of emphasize, you know, that, that individuals have uh, a certain degree of rationality, even in areas that don't seem to be very rational. So like crime, marriage, things of that nature. And um, I've written a lot about that and, you know, trying to kind of follow that, that paradigm into things that, you know, were, were kind of like that. And so I studied a bunch of stuff that it's like drugs and sex and things of that nature that, that you might think are not very rational, but I would kind of apply them, apply economics to them. Uh, but then I guess back in 2017 or probably maybe like 20, well, it kind of came to a head in 2017, uh, a family member uh, had sort of a, for what is called, has been traditionally called a breakdown. Uh, I don't think that's actually a clinical term, but yeah, the, this person had a fairly substantive episode of psychosis and uh, mood dysregulation. He was, they were diagnosed with schizophrenia or schizoaffective disorder. And so we ended up spending as a family several years navigating the United States healthcare system with regards to uh, severe mental illness. And it was a particularly interesting experience as an economist because uh, you, you sort of realized there was all these missing institutions for severe mental illness that maybe weren't there for lower levels of mental illness. And um, it was particularly disappointing and discouraging and, and uh, continues to be. And so I sort of completely flipped all of my research towards uh, mental illness uh, and specifically was interested in what's called severe mental illness or serious mental illness. That's schizophrenia, schizoaffective disorder, bipolar, severe, de uh, you know, grand depression, stuff that can be really, really debilitating and really, really debilitating on the family and on the local community, uh, particularly when there's no real resources to address it. And so um, 
uh, back in 2018, I, I sort of began studying um, the jails uh, because in the United States, the, the, because of, of not having very effective housing kinds of treatment, long-term treatment for severe mental illness, uh, there, there's a lot of it selects, a lot of the severe mental illness ends up getting selected into the jails and homelessness and severe drug abuse and, you know, overuse of emergency departments and, and mortality. And so me and Francesca, I think kind of have a rapport in that we're both pretty open to the idea of where our collaboration is going and, but also are really interested in building a, a really meaningful area of the economics of mental illness. And even though our, our research interests are not identical, uh, I think you know what she's doing at Queen Mary is really important, really exciting. And I feel really honored to have a chance to at least have conversations with her to help kind of structure it. In Francesca's podcast, we explored, you know, who, who would actually do a program like this then? Because obviously mental health, we understand, and economics, but bringing them both together. Who do you personally, because you're on the advisory board now, and, and that's yet to sort of come into sort of play in the design of the program. But wh where do you see this sitting in terms of, a, of somebody's career? Or who would you attract to a program like this or would want to see on a program like this? I think probably, I mean, clearly people that are uh, interested in policy. Uh, as you know, people that are that are wanting to get a handle on what what should uh, the the allocation of our resources on this planet be towards uh, this particular type of illness, and uh, you know what policies work and what don't. Persons that are going to be uh, trying to kind of uh, navigate a career that's very interested in policymaking around. Uh, policymaking around mental illness and mental health more generally, I think would find this valuable. I could imagine someone that's going to go on as a career as an economist or someone that maybe, uh, you know, in some sort of health professional field, finding it really valuable because it's not often the case that you get that uh, access to economics and economic framework, it's usually going to have to take you in a completely different direction as a career to go get that re that that kind of training. And so, if you think that that uh, issues around the, around the organization of healthcare policy uh, could benefit from an economic point of view, I think that you would find this program having a lot of potential. And with Francesca, we did explore, you know, what does mental health economics actually mean to different people? And, and I wanted to sort of explore that with you. I mean, how do you define it as yourself? We we, we got into some of the detail around the differences of, of what mental health is. So economics is the study of the allocation of scarce resources. And so the idea of economics is, you know, we have a finite amount of resources on this planet and we have to make decisions about how those resources will be distributed in order to achieve some goal. And, um, you know, there's goals around equity and there's goals around efficiency. And for me, the, the field of economics of mental health is about trying to better understand what, what is an effective way to achieve our social goals with regards to people that are, that are struggling in that, that particular way. Many times uh, you're facing things with mental illness that you're not facing with other 
uh, kinds of disease, for instance, there's a huge amount of non-compliant. When the uh, mental illness gets particularly severe, there's medical, you know, non-compliance, there's uh, hostility to caregivers, there's, uh, you know, aggression and, you know, deterioration that it has on the family. And so, you know, trying to, trying to better understand, have a better understanding of what theories we can sort of use that are useful to understanding all of that uh, so that we can better devise policies is, I guess is what I see as the, 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 it, what it is. I mean, it ultimately uh, it's a branch of health economics, but the health behaviors do not exactly fit that rational choice paradigm, or if it does fit that rational choice paradigm, you have to rethink exactly what it means to be rational in these particular situations, in these kinds of areas like psychosis or depression, where uh, your entire uh, ordering of your mind is very, very different. And so, um, but then I guess a lot of economics is about trying to figure out which policies have which impact. And, um, you know, so it's a deeply empirical, quantitative, quantitatively empirical field. And so what I see is also is that, you know, economists have for decades been trying to, or maybe a hundred years, trying to really advance the social sciences with respect to figuring out cause and effect and, um, you know, trying to figure out which policies actually have which effects and are those desirable. And I think that that's something also that our field brings an ability to ask and answer questions at a scale like that, that oftentimes uh, other fields don't have that kind of training. It doesn't complement, it doesn't substitute for it, but it can really be complementary. You're going to be instrumental in, in shaping this program for the future. So, I mean, how do you personally see this evolving or, or developing for the future? Well, a little bit at a time. Uh, you know, the, the, the main thing I think is, uh, we're going in stages, uh, the creation of a, of a coherent original curriculum, uh, you know, that, that, uh, essentially trying to bring together the, the important kinds of topics and frameworks and so forth is the first task, you know, trying to understand, you know, what, what we consider to be the important curriculum that this will have. That's the first step beginning to build alliances with others in mental health uh, so that we can begin to devise, you know, possible career tracks for our students is another and uh, recruitment, recruitment of people that um, we think that this will be a valuable degree for. What I hope is just that it gains uh, an international reputation as being a very strong, unique, uh, innovative uh, terminal master's program that maybe could support subsequent doctoral training, uh, that maybe could support going into uh, various kinds of professional fields within health and also, you know, policy-oriented health. That's my hope. I mean, my hope is that we can, we can really, but my other hope, honestly, too, is I think Francisca and I both really want to push out to everyone that uh, mental illness is sufficiently unique that it merits a very focused attention, that it's not just a kind of trivial sort of, uh, you know, trivial little piece of a broader health program. 
and it's not a trivial little piece of, uh, of an economics training. It's, it's sufficiently, you know, unique that, that it needs, it, it kind of needs its own targeted, you know, creation. And I would really urge listeners to to have a look at your own website. I think it's fascinating what you do in your research. So, you know, before then, I mean, what, what gets you excited in terms of economics and the research that you do? What is it that you you enjoy? Well, the kinds of research projects I enjoy are getting into uh, topics that maybe have not really been mined as deeply as others. So there's a lot of topics in economics that I feel like if you worked on those things, you would be the millionth person to work on that. You know, if it's the minimum wage, if it's the, you know, if it's some, uh, you know, various kind, the various some various things that are really important. But I don't want to personally be the millionth person working on those things. I, I personally prefer to go in areas that are novel, where uh, I feel like everything you do is a new discovery. That's what my career's been about: sex work, dr- uh, methamphetamine, drug policy, abortion. Uh, that's kind of been the sort of stuff I've always focused on. And so that that's one thing is economics and mental illness, as I define it, uh, is new. You know, it's relatively new. It's uh, the, the real constraint in the economics of mental illness is access to data. But with the, you know, the, the increased availability of administrative data and the digitization of those data sets are makes answering some of these questions possible for the first time. So, you know, my my main work is on mentally ill people and suicides within American jails. Suicide's the leading cause of death in our jails. Uh, there, uh, it, it's something that a lot that no other economists have been working on. And uh, if people do work on it, they don't work on it the way we do which is to work with giant databases and try to answer call questions of cause and effect so that we can better evaluate what programs are being done that can actually affect the, the choices of, of people that are struggling. And I love that. I love asking questions like that. I love learning new things. I love the idea. I really love this idea that, that this research is valued by uh, policymakers and valued by administrators in jails. I I love that. I love feeling like uh, not only is this interesting, no longer is this intellectually stimulating, but this actually might be valuable to someone, you know, to predict suicides before they happen using machine learning or, you know, estimating the causal effect of some little bitty pro little bitty piece of a program to figure out better how to design them. You know, that that's just amazing uh, to have that privilege to be able to work on things like that um, kind of brings together the, 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 the creativity that goes into research, the intellectual excitement that comes with discovery and the, the sense of calling and mission and service that comes from helping people, uh, whether that's sheriffs or, uh, you know, uh, so, you know, social workers or uh, lawyers that work directly with the mentally ill. And then ultimately, it, if you actually do find things that are effective, then it's it's incredibly impactful. You know, it's it's incredibly impactful to um, to think that that uh, you might be making a difference. I think that's wonderful in, in the sense that uh, the way you and Francesca both work, you're looking at something that, as you say, a million people haven't researched before and why it makes it very exciting. I mean, as we come to a close, and I, I do look forward to having a podcast with both you and Francesca together in conversation, because I think you both bring such uh, interesting sort of areas for, for conversation. But just to finish up with today, is there anything in terms of 
those listening that you would like to impart or something that we, we haven't talked about that, that could excite them into looking at this particular area um, and maybe get them excited into the program? Well, I think that the program has some features that are going to be uh, an interesting experience, or we hope to be. I think it is sufficiently, uh, I think Francesca and I are not at all skeptical about the, the healthcare system uh, train. You know, we're, we're, not, we're, we're not skeptical about the insights and the value that come from traditional fields that study mental health and mental illness, where we, we worked or we both are uh, very, very aware that we're new to this, uh, but we, we, we value all of that. And, it, and at wherever it's possible, we're integrating it into the training of the people. But I also think it's really gonna be exciting to consider what this other field could bring to a, a student's own development, own mental development for um, uh, their own mental development, learning more about how they can be impactful, you know, that, that economics might actually provide a very unique addition to their own uh, views on things. And I don't think you can get that anywhere else. You know, you'd have to basically get a second master's, you know, that is going to have a lot of material that's not relevant. And so this is very focused uh, in that sense. I think also, too, uh, you know, Francesca and I are have a unique set of skills that we, you know, can bring to these classes. So my area is uh, causal inference uh, and I can uh, help, you know, get students up to a level of of competency and either, you know, definitely in understanding those, those topics and maybe even participating in them. So I think that's also a kind of an exciting possibility. You can't get that specialized kind of rigorous quantitative training from uh, other programs out there that have uh, a focus on mental health. You know, that's a, that's the domain of economics. And so um, good or bad, that's kind of how it's evolved. Uh, and I think both of us are very proselytizing to try to get other people to know more about those, those ways of thinking. So um, I think that me and Francesca are uh, really similar in that we have a tremendous amount of love and affection for students and for uh, people having hard times. You know, none of this is like a dispassionate academic kind of thing, it, but it's also not, you know, it, it's not some soft thing, but it's, it's two people or everybody involved uh, are people that care about others and want to help in any way we can to, uh, you know, ha have uh, a world that people are able to be more successful and able to, to heal. And so um, I think that's a neat, I think that is a valuable, a source of value. I think that's a source of value for some that are looking for that kind of thing. And I think that's um, lovely to close out this particular uh, podcast. And it's been lovely talking to you, Scott. And I know that when we bring you and Francesca back, we can drill down on a number of these areas. So, Scott, thank you ever so much for your time today. Absolutely. Nice to meet you.